Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk to you about everything you need to know about taking photos at Disney World and how to get the most out of Memory Maker. Find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you can receive bonus content. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for us or episode ideas, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, we have an idea, a request for an episode from Nora B., who emailed us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Just as a reminder, if you ever have a podcast idea or anything you would like us to talk about, you can email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Instagram Disney Deciphered. Actually, now that I think about it, Nora emailed me at my Travelmation address, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, if you have episode ideas, please ask us. But she wrote in to ask us to just go over photo pass and photo options. And I think we did one of these maybe like three or four years ago, but they just recently increased the prices as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and we thought it would be a good time to update on all of these things. So thanks, Nora, for your episode idea. Leslie, PhotoPass versus Memory Maker, I feel like it's like the most confusing thing. It's just, you know, people don't get it. Can you, like, let's start by talking about, or actually, before we talk about what PhotoPass is, you know, do you have like a short way that you explain to people the difference between PhotoPass and Memory Maker? No, <laughs> I've written blog posts about it over the years. I mean, this is just like Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. They're using two different terms to refer to most of the same thing. I mean, I guess if, you, if you've mastered in your brain Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and like how they're the same and how they're different, then you can master PhotoPass and, and Memory Maker. But basically, PhotoPass is, I guess, the service. And then Memory Maker is the product. Is that fair? Yeah. The way I think about it is PhotoPass is the photos and Memory Maker is how you pay for it. You know, that's in, in the product sense or how one of the ways to pay for it. Um, and the, the main way that most people pay for it. So, you know, the words end up being used interchangeably, which just makes things, you know, more confusing, you know, almost as confusing as still calling Genie Plus Lightning Lanes fast passes. <laughs> but that's a topic for another episode. But let's talk about PhotoPass. So like I said, it's just the name for the photo service. And, you know, on a very basic sense, the photographer takes a photo of you, it links to your account. And, you know, you can buy those photos individually, which you typically don't want to, because Memory Maker ends up being much more efficient if you like are buying four or five photos. But the whole linking to your account part, um, this does get confusing for people a little bit. So, Leslie, when we say that your photos get linked to your account, you know, what exactly does that mean? And how do people link the photos to their account? Or what are the different ways to link the photos to your account? So you're linking them to your My Disney Experience profile username. And the ways that you sort of use that are 
you know, your magic band, that's sort of the most, the easiest way that people scan. When they visit a PhotoPass photographer, their photo gets snapped. There's a little like scanner device that the PhotoPass photographer has. So that's usually just the easiest way to then immediately notice who you are and link to the My Disney experience. What are, what are the other ways that folks can link if they don't uh, have a magic band, Joe? Yeah, so the other way that now that everything is mobile with your Apple wallet or Google Pay or whatever, you can add, you know, from when you go to My Disney Experience, you look at your tickets, you can add them to your mobile wallet the same way. You know, think about it this way. Whatever you used to get into the park, you can use that, like you can give that same media, whether it's a card, magic band, your phone, you can give that to a PhotoPass photographer and link it. And you know what? If you don't have any of those things, I still think that the PhotoPass photographers carry extra tickets that they can give you, which has a QR code, um, which you know has a code that you can link to your account. So you can even do that as well. And that will happen at some places like Enchanted Tales with Bell as well, where they don't have time for the PhotoPass photographer to check everything. Okay, so when we're talking about photo photographers, that are humans. That's the way you link that. And there are some other types of photos and we'll get to how to link those as we get through them. But let, yeah, let's get talk about the different types of photos that you can get in the parks, Leslie. What do we have? All right, so roughly speaking, there are kind of four different types of photos that you can have taken. One is just the regular sort of in-park photos with a human photographer, like what you would think, like what Disney has had for a very long time since PhotoPass has, has been around. Um, there are also photos that when you meet and greet characters, then there are photos when you are actually riding attractions. And then um, I guess sort of a special category are photos that are magic shots. And usually these are with the PhotoPass photographers when you do some sort of a pose and then somewhere in the IT bowels of the IT of Disney system, like some extra little anim animation or graphic gets added to your photo or even to your video. Yeah, like you hold your hand out and Tinkerbell is standing on there or whatever. Okay, so those are, you know, the main, main things. Now, one thing that gets confusing for people is like, where do I find my photos? Again, we are in this, you know, brave new world where everything is through My Disney Experience. So if you're online on the website, you go to the My Disney Experience dropdown and you should see a option for photos or something to that effect. You're going to click on that and you'll see all your photos there with watermarks. If you're in the app, uh, in the menus, there's a separate section for photos. If you click on that same thing, you'll see a watermark, but you can see all your photos there. Now with the watermarks on your photos, you can click on any individual photo and you can purchase it individually for, I think it's like $17, you know, somewhere between 15 and $20 for a single photo. Um, there are also options, uh, especially when you're on the website where you can like put it on a mug or, um, you know, order a print, all these things, all the physical media is going to be prices that you're going to have to pay extra. But what people typically do is they just get all their photos digitally and that's with memory maker. And we'll go into detail about memory maker later. And then, you know, they download it and then you send it to shutterfly and it's probably cheaper to put it on a bug at shutterfly than it is uh, to do it through Disney world. But you know, sometimes with the convenience, I've actually never, you know, I was reading about it and I was like, Oh, I didn't realize I could like make photo books with Disney, but I, I just don't, I'm just like, your website is so bad. Like, I, I don't I don't trust making like it's already annoying doing it on Shutterfly, but you know at least the website works and like I don't think I'm gonna lag out or something like that. 
But if you've done that, please let us know. Again, DisneyDeciphered.gmail.com. We'd love to hear your experience. Now, we want to talk a little bit about what you need to know about each type of photo. The first thing you need to know, and we'll Again, circle back to this later. All of your photos expire in 45 days unless you're an annual pass holder, which means, you know, today is November 9th. Leslie, if I was in Disney World and I took a photo and it was added to my photos in my Disney experience, um, 45 days from now, I would not even be able to access it without the watermark. You can email them and sometimes they'll be able to, you know, I don't think they scrub their servers like immediately, but pretty much you have 45 days to decide whether you want to buy or download them. So let's talk a little bit about um, just what you need to know about the different photos. So what kind of things do you think people need to bear in mind when you are doing like the in-park photos? So, I mean, all the things that you would think about when you're trying to frame a photo, like I think what a lot of people need to realize when they go into this is that the PhotoPass photographers are professionals, but not all of them are real professionals. I mean, they're taking photos all day long. They have good camera equipment. They're probably better than some random, they're definitely better than some random fellow guest that you might hand your phone to, but they're not like necessarily who you would hire to do your like Christmas card photo shoot for your family for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So you have to sort of like approach the photos with that in mind. And often like they work the same spots so they know how to, you know, get the best shot with the angle of the sun or how to sort of dodge getting crowds in the background or, you know, that kind of thing. But they're not spending a lot of time to frame the perfect shot. So you should, you know, if you care about photos, if you're sort of inclined in that direction, choose selectively with where you're getting your photo pass photos. In fact, I was actually just at Disneyland two weeks ago with my whole family and we at the end of the day I had like 30 minutes left and I was like, let's just go to four different photo pass photographers because I knew that that if we just did one, it might just be a complete bust. So you have to kind of hedge your bets. That's really my best advice. Don't just rely on like one shoot to get your shot <laughs> because it might, all of the photos from that, from that location might be terrible. Yes. And if you really want a Christmas card photo, we'll talk about that later. The other thing I would say is that, you like people typically advise that you um, and they're happy to do it. You ask the photo pass photographer if they're willing to take a picture with your own phone. Of course, if you're not planning on buying your photos, you're definitely going to want them to do that so that um, you can get a photo since you're not going to buy the ones that Disney takes. I've gotten to the point now, though, where I'm just lazy. Like, I just don't want to use that extra 30 seconds or whatever to give them my phone. And then, you know, I have an Android. So like people get confused. And so, so it's just like not worth it for me to give the PhotoPass photographer my phone. Now moving in on to character photos, all the same kind of general principles apply, but I want to add, and when I was doing my trip report, Leslie, a few weeks ago, I forgot to mention this, but now at some of the character photos, for example, at the princess character photos in Fantasyland in Magic Kingdom, there are no actual PhotoPass human photographers. And there are just these shadow boxes that take photos. I think it was every seven seconds and they just keep taking photos. So the plus is that, you know, if you have a one and a half minute interaction, a 90 second interaction with a princess, you know, you're getting, what's that? Like over a dozen photos from that. But the con is that it is just, it's just automated. So like, did your kid blink 
when it happened was your kids back to the shadow box the entire time now the cast members who are there to help they do a good job of pointing um and especially when you're like actually posing they'll point and tell the kids where to look but i find that shadow boxes they're just the photos are just not as good and depending on your kid's height like there are some heights at some of these character locations where just the angles just get awkward and i don't love it so yes here at the character photos i did actually ask the cast members to take my phone and take a picture of us or and i and i took a ton of photos on my phone myself while my daughter was interacting with the princesses because i just didn't trust the shadow boxes you get a lot of quantity i don't know if you get the same kind of quality yeah i'm just thinking back to when i was doing this with with my kids at disney world and there was a real photopass photographer at some of these meet and greets and how they're moving their feet right there or, or would they see a moment where there's like a special you know love between the princess and you know your child or something like that and they just click 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 and get you know, a burst of shots from that special, special moment. And you're going to miss that with the every seven second metered <laughs> thing. But you know, it's better than nothing. But you're right. I mean, I always as a parent, I'm taking all those shots. Most of the time, my kids are interacting with characters. And then I'm getting in at the very end for a shot with like the whole family. These robots taking our jobs, just unacceptable. Yeah, I will say that I think the princesses have kind of adjusted for this now a spontaneous moment yes it's like hit or miss you know you're, you're gonna the shadow box is gonna catch it or it's not gonna catch it or you're gonna catch it on your own phone because you're watching but i think sometimes you know the, the different princesses have different poses that they have the kids that they do with the kids not like a pose where you're like looking at the camera and doing a pose but you know you're just like i don't know put on a um, face where you're like, if you're looking, if you're watching us on video on youtube.com slash at Disney Decipher, you're like, oh, I'm amazed, you know? And then I saw that I noticed that the princess were really good at having my daughter like hold that pose. So it would like get at least one or two pictures. And so, you know, I think they've adjusted to it, but yeah, it still doesn't beat having a human photographer who can like make those decisions. Who knows? Once maybe they'll maybe they'll add the AI to it, and there's going to be like seven different cameras shooting. Let, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk. We I for one welcome our robot overlords. Moving on to ride photos, I find this the most confusing one because you have old ride systems. So the old rides are very simple. I think the old Splash Mountain, which no longer exists, was very easy. Like you would take the photo, and then at the end of the photo, a Buzz Lightyear is like this. This is a current one that still works, right? And then at the end of the photo, you like see your photo on a screen and then you tap your magic band or your card or your phone to the Mickey head that is linked to, it is sometimes confusing. You have to follow the arrow, like an amaze to get to your screen, right? But that's how you link it to my Disney experience. But for a lot of the newer rides and at Tron, actually light cycle run, they have a sign that tells you about it. It's either they're like they kind of automatically know that you're there because of your magic band. Or if you don't have a magic band, uh, you use your phone. And yeah, Leslie, I like took a screenshot of what my Disney experience says about what you need to do with your phone. I didn't even notice. Uh, it's actually different between Apple and Android for what settings you actually have to do. All right. So if you have an iOS device you need to enable Bluetooth permissions for the My Disney Experience app. And as long as your phone is there on your person, like in your bag or in your pocket, then it will 
magically be read by the robot overlords to load the photo into your My Disney Experience account. And if you're on an Android device, you need to sign into MDE, enable location permissions for the app, turn off power saver mode, and then same thing, keep your device on your person or in your bag. Now, the one thing that old Magic Band users will know is that the there's a battery inside the Magic Band that eventually dies. And so your old Magic Bands, I don't think this is going to be a problem with Magic Band Plus because there's an active charge that you, you know, you charge your Magic Band Plus overnight and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I have a, oh, I have one right here. Okay, so this Magic Band is from like four years ago, right? Um, obviously child-sized, but that Magic Band, the battery in it has died. There's something passive in it that still works. Like the Magic Band will still work as your ticket to get in, but it won't pick up, you know, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Tron Light Cycle Run, all these newer rides. It won't know that you're there because, you know, there's, this, there's not, I think it used to actively or, you know, send out like a small signal or whatever, like whatever battery was in there, that's no longer there. I don't think that's a problem with the Magic Band Plus, but that's just something to know. If you have an old Magic Band, definitely turn on the Bluetooth for your iOS or turn on location services for your Android so that your phone picks up where you are. All right, before we get to the memory maker part, Leslie, one question that a lot of people have, and in fact, a client just texted me the other day, they were like, you know, they're with their partner and they're like, how do I get his photos? Um, and so, you know, what's the deal with photos between friends and family because obviously you know you're not with your family you're not with your entire family of four all the time you don't ride all the same attractions how does that work so this is just the same way that you're linking yourself to friends and family in you know your disney account you can allow photos to be shared across those same friends and family and it's been a while since i've logged in and sort of cleaned my friends and family list but i'm linked to like a lot of people like a lot of people that i've taken vacations with over the years and haven't necessarily taken vacations with over the years we'll talk about that in just a little bit but you can link up to you know all these different accounts and then if you have kids who don't have their own my disney experience account but they're just listed under you you know you can obviously you're, you're linked with him already so yeah just make sure that you sort of set the sharing photo permissions and this changes over time i haven't looked at what it looks like this moment but like sometimes it's confusing to check click the right checkbox and the checkbox looks different and it probably looks different than if you did it a year or two or three ago yes but it's it's pretty straightforward when you actually look for it all right, so let's talk about how you actually are going to purchase these photos. Like we said, you can purchase individual photos. I think like the only time this makes sense to me is if you got like one perfect photo and you want to use it for your Christmas card or whatever. Like, but like we were saying, like the odds are low sometimes. But you know, if if it's just that one photo, you know, it's around twenty dollars or so to buy it. You can. When you're looking at your photos with all the watermarks, you can click on them and then you can just say, purchase this photo. Quick aside, like on the Christmas cards thing, what I would recommend is if you really want a Christmas card at Disney World and you really want like a really great photo, you can sign up for something called Capture Your Moment. It's a 20 minute picture session, like basically like a photo shoot. You can pick which park you wanna do it at. They do it at all four parks. It's $100 for up to eight people and 20 minutes. And those photographers are a little bit better trained, you know, and they get, you know, I've, I, let me put it this way. I've yet to talk to someone who had to capture your moment photo session that they didn't enjoy. However, 
that $99 does not cover the actual photos. If you're going to do a capture your moments session, you're going to want to buy Memory Maker. And so let's get to Memory Maker. What Memory Maker will do is it will get you a certain number, like all the photos that you got on at least one day for the one day product or for a long period of time. So let's go over the prices first, Leslie. What are the prices for Memory Maker? So if you just want the one day memory maker, it's $75 plus tax. So this is an option. I mean, I think if you're kind of like somebody who maybe you're taking a longer vacation, but you're getting all of your photo shots, like the day that, you know, you're not doing as many rides or something like that, maybe that's a good value for, for those kind of folk. And then for everybody else who wants sort of the, the length of vacation, the longer memory maker, and we'll talk about the length of that. Van's purchase for that is $185 now plus tax, like we said, just had a price increase. And then if you need it right now, immediately, then it's $210 plus tax. Yeah, so the 210 one, this, get, this gets confusing. Memory Maker, whether it's in advance or the immediate one, is not based on when you take the pictures. It's when you actually try to download the pictures. Wait, I didn't even say that completely right. Just let me put it this way. If you want Memory Maker at the cheaper price, you need to buy at least four days before you take your first picture. That's kind of the bottom line there. Now, here's where it gets confusing. Maybe take out your slide rule or notepad. Memory Maker Access, it's going to last for 30 days, and it's triggered by the first time you download a PhotoPass Photos. And for most guests, that isn't going to matter. But because of this rule, combined with the fact that your PhotoPass Photos expire after 45 days, um, you can actually, you know, the question is, can you use Memory Maker over multiple trips? And you can, because what you can do is you can take photos on trip one, but not activate your Memory Maker until right before trip two, and when I say activate, I mean you've purchased already, but you haven't activated it because you haven't downloaded a photo yet, and then you can also get it for trip two. So, Leslie, can you uh, give us an example like with dates of something that might work? Yes, okay. So let's say you have two trips, one uh, the very beginning of January, one the very beginning of March. So let's say January 1st through January 7th, March 1st through March 7th. So the January 1st photos, those expire from PhotoPass. So that means they disappear from the website 45 days later. So that's February 15th. That's easy, fairly easy math. So what you do is you activate Memory Maker on February 15th. Or if you want to be safe, you know, I guess you could do it a day earlier. Then you still have 30 days from February 15th to download photos. So that basically gives you a window until March 15th. So that covers that trip that you have from March 1st through March 7th. So yikes, that's a lot of math. Um, the bottom line is, if you think about the timeline that you have to do it, you purchase Memory Maker three days before your first trip. You take all your photos, you go on your first trip. You don't do anything until the 45-day mark from the first day of your first trip. But this only works if the trips are a few months apart. I mean, this doesn't work if you're if you have you know, a trip in January and a trip in June. Yeah, it basically gives you like a 75 day window to kind of take photos. You do have to be careful uh, unless you have an annual pass or something like that. But you have to be careful, like in your scenario, Leslie, on February 15th, when you activate Memory Maker, you got to download all your photos because the photos from that first trip are going to disappear in a day or two. But because you activated it on February 15th, any photos you take between February 15th and 30 days, which is March 15th, actually it's, you know, 
February only has 28 days, so March 16th or 17th or whatever, right? Um, you're going to be able to get all those photos. Now, that works really well. And the other question people ask are like, oh, can I share this with another family? So Leslie, if your family and my family went to Disney World together or at the same time, maybe not like together together, but like at the same time, we could very easily share a memory maker because think about it this way. Let's say it's just my family. Memory makers on my account. Like I still need to get my photos from my wife, from my kids, all that. Like you said before, Leslie, in my family and friends, I can say, share the photos, right? And so that's how I get my wife's photos and I download it with my memory maker. Well, if I'm with you or it's extended family, right? Let's say, you know, I'm there with my parents and my sister or whatever, as long as they've shared all their photos with me, I can download all their photos on the memory maker. So, you know, with the two of us, if we're there at the same time, we can split the memory maker and a lot of people will split the cost of memory makers with friends or even just like acquaintances that they know that are going around the same time. And in fact, because of that whole 75 day window thing, and you'll have to think about this and roll it over in your head a few times, but you can actually share it with people who aren't even going exactly the same time as you. Yeah, exactly. I share Memory Maker a lot. So I don't know, I guess I outed myself right now, but it's it's definitely something that you should consider. I mean, certainly if you're going with a big group or extended family or groups of friends, things like that. But, but I know a lot of people who will, you know, talk to, to families in their kids' school who have the same spring break week and say, who's going to, to Disney World? And they all of the families like that spring break week will share one. Now, one thing you do have to think about, though, Joe, is the person who purchased the memory maker is the only one who can do the downloading. So if you're, you know, so if I'm the person who purchased it and you want to have access to the photos, you can't download them without watermarks in your My Disney Experience account. So for folks who like, I guess, want to share right away on social media, like this is a little bit of a, of a hassle. So maybe let the person who is the tech savviest and the most likely to use social media be the person who purchases the memory maker. Yeah, this is the reason why I only will share with like friends. It's not because I don't trust people, even though I'm typically quite cynical, but it's not because of a trust thing. But it is like annoying to be like, hey, uh, did you download my photos yet? Or like, can you send these to me? Or whatever, you know, it's just like you're inconveniencing people um, and stuff like that. So I typically just do this with my friends or family, like, you know, and if you're doing it with your family, I mean, where it's like a really great deal is like, if you have extended family, you know, some people have family reunions at Walt Disney World, right? It's like six, seven, eight families. Like this is an amazing deal. I will also say that like, I'm at the point in my life where, you know, I think when we first started this podcast, I was probably 50-50 on Memory Maker but I'm like firmly in my middle age, like nostalgia error, nostalgia error, nostalgia era. Like my daughter's going to be, you know, a tween soon and then like a teenager soon. And it's like, you know, these kids are growing up too fast. I don't want to think about taking the photos. You know, I'm just going to let Disney take the photos for me and I'm just going to pay them, you know, and with Disney prices these days, it's just a drop in the bucket and I'm just going to get my photo. So I should put out there that I'm at a different point in terms of what I think about memory makers. So I, and I, you know, I think you, everyone knows I have an annual pass, so I don't, I don't buy memory maker. I would buy memory maker is what I'm saying, but instead I just add it to my annual pass. It is a separate purchase now for annual pass holders. So, right. Well, I should say I too have sort of had that same progression of, you know, maybe 
I was cheaper back in the day than I am now. And I'm wanting to get all of the, the, the memories at this point in my life. But I always did purchase Memory Maker back in the day, even when I was like much, much, much more budget conscious. I just, I guess I worked harder to maximize it. Like my family would just try to get as many photos as possible. And now we don't work as hard. We're like, we're buying it. We get what we get, you know, that kind of thing. But I always felt like I got my money's worth, always. Yeah. And oh, speaking of like trying to save money or be more efficient with your money, totally forgot to say, I'm sure some of you were like throwing your phones out the window when we were talking about on-ride photos. On-ride photos are included with Genie Plus now. So if like all you want are the on-ride photos of your kids, like having being scared out of their minds on Dinosaur or whatever, you know, if you purchase Genie Plus, Every day that you purchase Genie Plus, all the on-ride photos for that day are included. So, you know, even if you don't buy Memory Maker, you are still getting some of the Disney photos without having to pay for them or pay extra for them. Yeah, that's right. And that we should mention here, too, I mean, this is where... I mean, Disneyland and Disney World are very, very different in terms of a photo pass. And, and you know, Genie Plus at Disneyland includes photo pass. I mean, that's it's a totally different system. So, but... So for a while, I guess everybody was complaining at Walt Disney World that they got nothing <laughs> with, uh, you know, for free and these on-ride photos being added. I guess it was, what, about a year ago that this got added? Um, that's a nice, nice little bonus. And you also get some videos. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. Like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you get like a, a shot, like maybe a couple second video of the train coming down one of the drops. So it's great. It's really, it's more than necessarily just, just photos. All right, Joe, well, let's close this out with our traditional Disney do or don't. What do you have for us? All right. Well, as I think you may have gathered the number of ride photos I've missed because my magic bands are too old are, you know, a lot. So because of that, you know, you might wonder, and sometimes technology doesn't work perfectly even if there's a photo pass for photographer, you know, when you put your magic band or your card or whatever, like somehow you don't get the photos that you were supposed to have. I remember one time I was at Hollywood Studios. Um, last time I went with my sister, like five years ago or four years ago. And yeah, we had all these Chip and Dale photos. You know, you, you know, we love a Chip and Dale here on Disney Deciphered. And none of those photos came up on my Disney experience. Well, just so you know, there is a process to do this. If you go to the photo section on my Disney experience, there's a place to ask for photos that you are missing. My tip here is before you go do that, look at your photos like on your camera or whatever from that day so that you can give them a good detail of what you were wearing around what time you took the photo, stuff like that. And typically it takes like a week or so, but you know, I've never uh, had them not find a photo that was missing. So that's a great service. And so if you, because what happens is sometimes you like take a ton of pictures and two weeks later you're looking at your photos and you're like, I thought I took a picture in front of the castle, like at sunset or whatever, and you don't see it. Well, make sure, you know, you can just ask for the photos that you think you're missing and that goes well. So go ahead and do that. Yeah, I've always had great luck with finding photos and it doesn't happen as much as it used to back in the day. So, you know, IT slowly improving. AI, robots continuing to <laughs> take over. All right. Well, that does it for our covering uh, Disney's photo services. You know, if you have any questions, again, let us know at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter and find us on Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Leslie, where can people find your work on the internet? 
I am tripswithtikes.com at tripswithtikes everywhere on social media. What about you, Joe? Where can folks find you? You can find me at As Joe Flies, all of our social media. If you're looking to plan a trip, you can shoot me an email, josephchung at travelmation.net. Reminder, we are on YouTube now. Check us out, youtube.com slash at Disney Decipher. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you combing through your PhotoPass photos for the perfect Christmas picture. Thanks, Joe. You would never do that. Okay, Leslie... Everyone, <laughs> Leslie has the greatest Christmas cards in history. So uh, it would never be a it would never be a Disney photo. It, was, it would always be amazing. So get on our list. Bye.